0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Psalms Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling from uh, Friday, February 1st, 2019, 2019, February 1st, two days before Super Bowl Sunday, one day before Johnny Miller's farewell to televised golf, we welcome in Danny Flecka for the betting side of Super Bowl 53. Hello, sir. How's it going? All right, so we're gonna do this a little differently because obviously there's only one game. So you're you you live in Boston, although as people know, you are not a, a, a Boston Red Sox fan. I was right, a a Boston sports fan, definitely not a Red Sox fan. Um, what's the vibe? Uh, I think it's
1: been pretty positive up here. You know, I think people are, are are in good mood. I think that they feel confident that they should win this game on Sunday, you know, they've been here nine times since 2001, so they, they know the spiel, but I think there are a lot of people that are nervous of their last year, you know, uh, seeing that um, the Eagles just take full advantage of, of the Patriots both offensively, um, you know, just tearing them apart defensively, and I, I think that... You know, if you're a Pats fan, you have the right to be nervous. This might be one of your least aspiring uh, teams, you know, throughout the season that has made a Super Bowl, but, you know, you're there. And you have two of the best people at the job that they've done, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So you should be confident that this game is going to be close enough where I think that they have a shot to win it.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think that it's going to be a very interesting vibe. Uh, coming out of there, win or lose, because win, they're going to be the most bragging people ever. Lose, and now you start wondering if this is the end, although we wondered that last year. So anyway, we'll see. Um, All right, we're going to do this in two parts. We're going to do the betting and fantasy part last. We're going to do the football part first. Football perspective, you love it. You're a a flag football quarterback who has his own play sheet. That's not a lie. Um, You are an an addict on this. From an X's and O's perspective, what are you watching?
1: I'm looking at the Pats on offense, you know, how are they going to slow down that defensive line? You know, they don't have any big names outside of Donald and Sue, but those two guys have really stepped up their game. I mean, Aaron Donald's been a beast all year and probably will end up as the player of the year. And Sue was a disappearing act throughout the regular season, but in two playoff games has been really stout. So how will the Pats offensive line be able to handle two premier defensive tackles, and what will Wade Phillips do to counteract the, the Patriots' strong suit, which is, you know, plays out of the slot. So I went back and looked at some of Brady's numbers against Phillips earlier this week just to see how, how that matched up when I was looking at some prop bets. And Brady's had trouble against Wade Phillips in the past, and his most recent game was the 2016 AFC Championship game where the Broncos were basically in the backfield every single play. Brady threw it up 50 to 55 times. Uh, but Gronk had himself a game that day, and he was a beast against get that Denver secondary. But I think it's going to be interesting because I look at the Rams' defense and I see that they have Donald and Sue. You know, if they're somehow contained, what will the Pats then take advantage of, you know? Is Tlaib going to be on Gronk? Is Tlaib going to follow Edelman? Or is Peters going to be on Edelman? You know, who takes care of that slot for the Rams? and? You look at, at the criminal, you know, suspect number one, Nicole Roby-Coleman. He's the guy that's their slot cornerback. Is he going to be able to handle Edelman out of the slot? You know, what what are they going to do with Gronk on three releases? Are they going to, you know, put a linebacker or safety on the running back coming out of the backfield? So I think the Rams have a lot on their plate to deal with. But, you know, I think it all starts up up, up front with those two guys. How are the Pats going to be able to limit the effectiveness of those two defensive tackles to allow for the, the things that they do well, which is those quick passes, the, you know, screen plays, uh, giving the linebackers match up on their running backs. So I think that's gonna be an interesting matchup. And then you flip it and I think a big a big key for the pass on defense is are they able to contain gurley if Gurley's a hundred percent healthy out of the backfield catching the ball. Uh, you know the Chiefs missed a couple of big plays to their running backs in the last game. Notoriously, the Pats have been terrible against running backs. Uh, out of the back, catching the ball. So what will the Pats do with their linebackers in order to mitigate that? You know, their linebackers aren't great with that. Um, I think that, you know, they're going to do their best to take away Woods. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, bracket coverage on Cooks and one-on-one coverage with Gilmore on Woods and hope to contain that. So I think it's going to come down to what the linebackers are able to do, you know, with the play action and with Gurley as the backfield. So I'm looking more on the defensive side of the ball. I think both offenses have explosive players. I think they're going to make plays. I think it's going to be hard for both defenses to limit, you know, big plays from happening. But I'm looking at what those two, you know, what those specific matchups will be throughout the game. And if, if the passes are starting to get burned by running backs off early, you know, how is Bill Belichick going to adjust to that? And if Sue and Donald are just creating havoc and not allowing for the run game to take place and not allowing for play action to take place, what will the Pats do? Will they just sit and shotgun and try to pick them apart, you know, like they did against the Eagles last year? Or are they going to keep at it and, and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball in order to create some sort of uh, cushion there with their play action game? So it, I think the defenses are going to be the ones that dictate this game.
0: Um, all right, so um, let me ask you this. C.J. Anderson and James White, those are my two X factors. C.J. Anderson's come out of nowhere. James White has been so effective all playoffs. C.J. Anderson, if he has a big game, is this the greatest out-of-nowhere performance in NFL in recent NFL playoff history? I mean, it probably has to be. I mean,
1: I think a lot of it has to be because Gurley was ineffective or limited or, or whatever he was. I can't see that being the case this week, I mean, granted against the Saints they're able to come back and allow for that run game to be an option for them, but I just don't see how Anderson is going to be able to usurp Gurley throughout the game if the Rams need big plays, so. Uh, I think the patch run defense is good enough to contain those inside runs, which is what they want Anderson to do. And if you're the ramp, you can't go away from what got you here, and that's like the outside zone runs, the outside stretch play action, you know, the crossing routes, the deep ends, you know, they got to stick with what got them here. And if you take away Gurley from that, I just think it makes them that more predictable on offense when you're playing into the patch So. Anderson is going to get some carries, absolutely, but do I think he's going to be a big part of the game plan? I don't think so. I think it's going to be girly, 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 and, and I look to sprinkle in those play-action plays that have worked so well for them.
0: Um, all right, so let's move now to the betting portion of this. Two and a half points, uh, the favorite right now, are the Pats. Do you like that line? I, I think that line's about right. I, I don't see any,
1: anything that would make me think it should be higher or lower. Um, you know, I'd say that if the Pats were going to New England, that line would probably be around 6. But since we're in a dome, neutral field, uh, both teams seem to be hitting their stride. I think 2.5 points, 3 points, whatever you, got, you get it at, is about right. And The Pats in their 8 Super Bowls have all been decided by, three po- by 4 points or less. So, I mean, I'm sorry, 5 points or less. So. They play close games in all their Super Bowls, despite what the records of the teams are that they are playing. So I think this is going to be another one-score game. I don't see the Pats blowing them out. I don't see the Rams blowing them out. But I think the two-and-a-half is about right.
0: Um, so now we go to the 56-and-a-half over-under. And... A half over under, um, and that, to me, you know, I, I've seen 57 and a half. I've, the, the CBS Sports has it at 56 and a half. Um, it's interesting because that that puts you at 28-28 at, uh, if it was a tie. Not that the Super Bowl can end in a tie, but that puts you at 28-28 and a little over. And to me, this comes down to... How many touchdowns do you believe these defenses will give up? To to me that's not a field goal line. To me, that's a touchdown line. And you know, 31-24 messes that all up and, and there's or you know, there there's so many little things that, that can happen on that line. Obviously it's the exact same line or or sorry, close to the exact same line, but you get my point. Um, the, the over under 56 and a half, I would I'm I'm trending over on that, but I don't know, what's your tail? take
1: I think it's going to be an under. I think these teams are going to look. You know, if you look at the Pat game, the last, you know, when they played against the Chiefs, that game was trending for the under until an explosion in the fourth quarter. A lot of that was game flow. I think this game is going to start off slow. Both teams feeling each other out. The Pat's have never scored a touchdown in the first quarter uh, in any other Super Bowl. Um, I think it's going to be a time possession game. I think both teams want to establish the run take their shots when they have the opportunity to take them. I don't see a lot of, I mean, I do see big plays happening, but I do think they're going to be limited in within the game flow. They're not going to be um, over the top, you know, 60, 70-yard plays, you know, happening every single drive. So. I think this game leans more towards the under. The Pats usually have lower scoring Super Bowls besides the last one, and that one was game flow dictated, and um, they needed to score and put up points in order to stay in that game, and their defense could literally not stop the nosebleed in that game. So I don't see that happening this year. As good as the Rams have been on offense, um, they are prone to some mistakes. Goff is prone to some mistakes. I I do see this game being played a little more closer to the Vets, I don't know if 56-and-a-half, 57 is a number I, I want to take the over on just because, like you said, you're, you're looking at a 28-28 game or 31-28 game, and that, that's a lot of points, I think, in the Super Bowl, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if this game well, is you know, in the mid to upper 40s, but 56-and-a-half is a lot. Um, all
0: right, let's go to these props, and the one that stood out to me is the line on Jared Goff passing yards is 285-and-a-half that to me sounds way low that that seems to me like a very easy one unless he has a really off day and his and his first time in the spotlight um, um, you know uh, mistakes show up
1: yeah I, I think our numbers I would take the under on that to be honest he hasn't really been that explosive without Cooper cup in the lineup his, his splits are are definitely lower without cup there. I think that this is going to be, again, a more controlled game where you want to be able to establish the run and take your advantage, take your shots when you have them. I don't see golf... I don't see them putting it on his shoulders, they're like, we need to to throw for 400 yards for us to win this game. I think they're looking for a balanced attack, and, you know, if Goff puts up 250 yards and two TDs, they'd be very happy with that because, I mean, if he's not making mistakes, he's taking what's given to him, and he's not forcing the ball, you know, I think if the Rams would tell us what they would look for, they probably would want about 100 to 150 yards of rushing offense and around 250 of passing offense. I don't see them trying to air it out and beat the Pats with, the, with
0: their air attack. Um, all right, what else stood out to you here? Sony Michelle, seventy six and a half um, rushing yards. He's been very effective, but I don't know if that's going to be that high. Um, what else stood out to you on here? Yeah,
1: so I mean, I take the other on that one just because I think the Pats are going to utilize, you know, all three of their backs He's- in this game and really try to throw the Rams off, and uh, Michelle's not as explosive as you want in a running back. He's not going to break off you know, 25, 30-yard runs here and there, but um, I think they want to be able to take the air out of the ball, but I think they're going to do it in different ways than just running it right up the middle. They're going to want to do screen passes, short passes to their running back, get, get advantageous matchups, and when you have three running backs on a team that play anywhere between 15 and 20 snaps each, you know, you're, you're really asking for a lot out of out of something, Michelle, with that that prop bet. So I, I take the under on that. I think I take the under on Robert Woods uh, yards. I think it's at 74 and a half, 75 and a half. 75 and a half. Once, yeah, I think that's the one guy. Belichick's gonna try to take out of the game and make him go to cooks, and then, you know make those.
0: No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. It's Brandon Cooks that has 75.5 as the over-under. The The over-under involving Woods is receptions, 5.5. Oh, and
1: there's one with yards, too. For him, I think it's around
0: 74.5. Okay. Uh, It's not on here, but okay. Sorry, go ahead. I think they're going to try to make golf look for, for Cooks
1: on lower percentage throws down the field that are harder to complete. Woods is that guy that really works the middle of the field. So I think i I stay away from Woods and anything involving him. Uh, you know, some other ones I liked, I liked uh, James White with his catches. I think it was six and a half. I think they're going to try to use him. Um, Burkhead, I think his catches were two. I like the over on that. Again, I think they're going to try to utilize their what they have in there. They're covered of offensive weapons, and I think it's the running back that create the most mismatches for them. And then uh, I think Gronk.
0: Receptions, if I remember correctly, are around three and a half or four, and I left the over. Three and a five, and uh, uh, three and a half, yeah. Yeah, I just like what they've done with Gronk
1: lately, and you know when we talked about the San Diego game, he wasn't involved, and I thought it was on purpose. And we saw what he did against uh, the Chiefs when he had the opportunity to line up outside and and in the middle of the field. So I don't know if anyone on the Rams, what they put to leave on him consistently, will be able to stop Gronk from from doing what he does. So those are some prop bets there that I like. Um, and then some long shots that you can take or you know, Super Bowl MVP. You can throw some money down on Gurley. You can throw some money down on Edelman. But, you know, I, I don't know if the pass win, how it doesn't go to Brady.
0: But, you know, you can always take a shot with those odds. Um, by the way, speaking of Gronk, I think, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm not sure if I mentioned this on on my show with you or on my Sunday show. I think a big thing for him is is four more quarters two weeks ago it was eight more quarters four more quarters he knows this is it and he can put his body out there and take a couple of hits and he did on one of those catches um either in, at the end of the fourth or in overtime um I, I really think that, that that's been a big factor to him, that he knows this is the end and he can, and he can give it at it all. It's like a pitcher who knows he's retiring so he can throw a little harder knowing that, you know, if you need arm surgery, who cares after the season? Obviously, you, you know, sorry, I, obviously no one wants surgery, but, but, but you can put yourself out there knowing you're not recovering for the next year, quote unquote. Um, I think that's a big factor with Gronk, the fact that I think he knows in his head four more quarters.
1: Yeah, I, I just think that he was nicked up all year, and the Pats realized that, and they figured out game plans to allow him to be as advantageous as, as possible. And we saw that in the San Diego game. They, they were like, okay, well, maybe we don't need to do everything with Gronk to win this game. We can be a little bit more cautious with him and keep him in line and, and let him block and really exert his will.
0: He was, and he was damn good at that, too.
1: And he, he's, just a, he's just one of the best tight ends to ever play the game at the, you know, when, you, when you add it all up. I just think, I don't know if I'm convinced he's going to retire. I think he's linked with Brady. What Brady does, he's going to do. He has one more year left on his contract. I, I don't know if he's going to walk away from that money. Uh, but I, I think it's, it was a weird offseason for him in the past. It was a weird season for them in general they didn't you know they definitely were games where they could have used Gronk and, and could have used him to, to win the game but what the Patriots do is so well that they are able to game plan based on the game not just for you know the players that they have so they took advantage of what they had they were able to be successful up to get to this point I, I think Gronk is one of those guys that if you have a matchup that you can exploit this week you got to take advantage of it because you're going to kick yourself if you don't and he usually steps up in big games for them, and, and just that one guy that I think will be able to open up the field for guys like Edelman. Like if you're going to put Talib on Edelman, I mean on uh, on Gronk, that I means you have Marcus Peters on Edelman, and, and Peters can't handle him in the slot. Um, Roby Coleman can't handle him in the slot. James White then is matched up on a safety or a linebacker. So I just think like Gronk is going to be one of those factors this week that's just going to be able to take advantage of every opportunity he has. And. But this is it for him. I hope he goes out and has a great game because I personally enjoyed watching him play and having him in the NFL for the last eight years. He's just one of those guys that's just got a great personality. He's funny. He's he's a beast, and he's just a, a talent that we might not ever see again. So, um, but I don't think this is it for him. But I do think he is going to be uh, a big, big player uh, for them on Sunday.
0: He's also been. A, he was also a damn good run blocker in that. San Diego game, and if this game comes down to run blocking, even if he doesn't catch many balls, he can be as effective or even more effective as a blocking tight end.
1: Yeah, one way or the, or the other, I think he's going to leave a stamp on this game. And it, he is, you mentioned James White and uh, Anderson as the X Factor, and it's not really a hot take by me saying that Gronk's going to be the X Factor, but I think that he is because he just is going to be able to do so much for that team. You know, you don't have to put a fullback on the field. You don't have to do, you know, you can run your base 11 personnel or, or 12 personnel, whatever it is. And you know, that Gronk out there can help you get to, get to the edge or uh, run those wham plates they like to do up the middle and double-team two with him instead of a, a lineman. So he's just so versatile for them. And there's definitely going to be plays that they're going to scheme up for him to get open. And I think there's going to be plays where they're going to have him as, as the lead blocker. So he's going to be... I think their biggest X factor because if Gronk, for whatever reason, you know, knock on wood, gets
0: hurt or, or doesn't look like himself, the pass is going to have a tough time. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, first, uh, uh, I forgot to ask earlier uh, better special teams in your mind? I think it's big. you got two big legged
1: kickers. You know, Zerline can kick the, the ball out of the stadium. Um, Gostowski has been great with his pooch kicks and, and placing the ball on kickoff. He has had some, you know, yips in the playoffs, and he's missed a kick in the playoffs the last three years, I believe. Uh, You can't have any missed points this week, I don't think. You can't leave points on the board. But I think the special teams uh, really is a big factor, especially seeing how aggressive the Rams have been on special teams. So we've seen the Saints turn the game with a fake punt. We saw the Rams turn the game with a fake punt. Um, One thing I would look out for, and I know it's really hard to execute now with the new rules, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams pull a 2009 Saints move and do an onside kick when least expected. That's something I would really keep an eye out for if I was uh, the New England coaching staff. It's like, okay, we've seen a fake punt. We've seen this. We've seen that. We've seen them throw the ball out of it. Whatever. Let's keep our eye out now on one play that maybe they haven't done, which is the onside kick. So I'd be careful of that. You know, a sudden a sudden change or a flat, a flat change, you know, like halftime or um, maybe after a, a made field goal in the first qu- in the third quarter, uh, I would look out for that onside kick because I think that
0: might be a play that could come back and they could come up and maybe change the game. Uh, just don't run a fake punt against the, the regular defense like whatever team <laughs> did. I forgot who that was earlier in the playoffs, but whoever tried that was destined to fail and it was mighty ugly. Um, all right. Um, Where are we going here? Um, I was going to say something. Oh yes, uh, and and the game's in a dome, which is obviously going to help Zerline because the roof will be closed and his distances um, will be maximized. Okay, um, your 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 betting pick. Are are you picking either the game or the over under? Uh, I'm not touching
1: the over under. I just uh, I'm not great with that. I again, there's a lot of different things that could come into play with that I was leading the under. Um, I am taking the game, I've taken the Pats. I just think that they're the best team right now left. They've game-planned perfectly the last two weeks. I don't see why they would be any different. And even in the games that they've lost, they've game-planned, you know, in the Super Bowls, in the past, they've game-planned really well and they just got beat by destiny plays, you know. I'm a Giant fan and I love that we beat them twice, but we had two miraculous catches that won us the game a drop let's welker pass that won us the game um you look back and you you see um the eagles game you know that was some help some great catches by alshon jeffrey and corey clement that that got them touchdowns. A strict sack that the strict stack that stops the potential game winning touchdown these games are close and the pats are, are always in it and i just think that the year that they've had the doubters that they've had for them to be in this situation, they're really going to rise up to the occasion. Their secondary is really undervalued. You know, they've done a really good job of containing some explosive offenses. Their pass rush has been good. Trey Flowers is a, a name to watch this offseason. He might cash in. I, I think that they just have enough motivation in this game to really get to the point where they, they might be able to, to put this game away and force the Rams to chase them rather than them chase them. So I like the pass. <coughs> Excuse me, I like the Pats 27
0: to 21. I got Pats 28 24. I just I, think...
1: I, I think it's going to be a great game. I think you got two really bright minds, uh, you know, two special teams, coaches that are, aren't are afraid to, to roll the dice, coaches that love special teams and have really taken advantage of it. I just think that Goff has had some issues recently. He's thrown some interceptions, he's been confused, he does have to stay in the pocket a little too long, uh, you know, and that that's going to be a recipe for disaster if you can fumble it or throw an errant pass. Um, I know the Saints let them back in that game, but the Saints were really taking it to them off, on the defensive side of the ball, and Goff was really spotty there in that first half. I just think that... The Saints are the Saints, and they're a great team, but the Pats are on a different level. And if you allow the Pats to get out to a 13 nothing lead and have a drive to potentially put them away, I just think that they're more equipped to do so, just given that they understand the ramifications of what this game means. So um, I, it's going to be close. I think it's sometimes, I, you know, when I go into these games where it's like less than three points is a coin flip of, of who I want to take. I just am not going to go against Brady. I've taken them in every Super Bowl they've been in the past four or five years. Uh, they've been, been there pretty much every game, and I don't see why they wouldn't be in this one. And it, it, it might be, you said, it could be the end. This could be the last one, but we said that last year, too. But it, it, each year it becomes a little truer. So. This could be their last ride as the team is constituted. You know, there could be Gronk leaving, McCourty said he might leave, Brady, who knows how long he has left, Belichick, who knows how long he has left. But I just think overall Belichick will figure out a way to contain him on defense, slow them down. They're going to milk the clock as much as they can, and they're going to force the Rams to make those big plays that maybe they aren't able to complete. So give me the pass and uh, give me the under if you're going to take the under.
0: It's going to be a fun game. I just think Bill's too smart, and I think he wins this game because of that. Danny, thanks as always for coming on Teeing It Up. Yeah, as long as isn't investing one of his top cornerbacks, I think they're going to (laughs) be winning the game. I forgot about that. Yes, that is a storyline to watch. That is for sure. All right, thank you all for listening to Teeing It Up, uh, and enjoy Super Bowl Fifty Three.